Lord, while the words I speak are my words, may the words that we hear be your words. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, tonight I want to I want to talk about stewardship. The management of what doesn't belong to us. The management of what belongs to God. And the lens uh, uh, I want to use in Scripture is that parable of the uh, dishonest steward. I think that's a little bit of a, a bum rap that he gets, but that's... Uh, that's the way it's been passed down. We have this story about uh, a man who's uh, being a steward, a manager, for uh, a person who has a lot of resources. And the word has come to the, to the master, the owner, that uh, his steward has uh, not been, have been doing a good job. And he's already made up his mind that he's going to dismiss him and somehow uh, the steward, the manager, has gotten wind of it. He knows what's going to happen. So he uh, is uh, proactive. He uh, summons uh, people who owe the master uh, uh, money in one form or another, and he begins to discount, uh, discount the bills. Now, one of the things that struck me uh, in reading the passage was I'm not sure, and this may be a reflection on his management, I'm not sure the manager actually knew what was owed the master. Because what he does is he asks each of the debtors what they owe. I don't know if they're being straight with him either. But then if he doesn't have ledger books and say, hey, you owe this amount of money and I'll discount it here or there, I'm even wondering if the master has any idea what to expect you know, from the stewardship. A lot of questions. But anyway, he, he knows he's going to be put out of the stewardship and he begins to discount the bills. And um, this whole, the whole thing with his stewardship, he's trying to balance stuff. He's going to be put out of the stewardship and he's got to survive. And he's worried about his lack of skills, lack of survival skills. So if he can create some goodwill among these people who owe the master money, that might provide a safe landing for him. So he's balancing that on the one hand. And then on, on the other hand, um, how much to discount the bill? Say, I've got to get my master some things because my master may land on me more heavily if I produce less. So I've got I've to produce as much as I can for the master. So there he is, he's struggling, he's struggling. He knows he's gonna be put out, he's struggling to balance what he needs to do with the stewardship as well as trying to protect his future. And then the master calls him in to give account. And of course, uh, he expects the worst. He expects the worst. And uh, surprise, the master salutes him for his shrewdness. 
Man, the master really cut him some slack. I think the, uh, the parable reflects how messy and hard stewardship is. God has given us, each one of us, the gift of life, and, and we're called to be stewards of that. And uh, we try to do the best we can with it. Our lives belong to God. And this ministry belongs to God, too. This is God's ministry. And we as leaders and members of council and parts of the community at Richmond Hill, we're called to be the best stewards we can be. And uh, you know, especially if you live here, how messy it is sometimes. It's incredibly hard work trying to make the right choices so that the glory of God will be revealed. I want to think about the stewardship of Richmond Hill in, in, in three, uh, three aspects. Uh, it, our, our past, uh, our future, and, and the, the present moment that, that we're in. 35 years 35 years. Amazing. Amazing. 35 years. Ben had the vision, Ben Campbell had the vision of a place that could be a place of healing for the city and it would happen with underneath the four pillars of prayer, hospitality, racial reconciliation, and spiritual growth. And those are values that have been proclaimed in various ways and lived out here over the past 35 years. So it's important to uh, remember, remember our past. Especially in the present and the future, we need to stay connected to the values that got us, that got us this far. Now 35 years, uh, there We've got a number of stewardship things. I, maybe Lindsay's going to say more about uh, the, uh, the uh, amazing praise, raising $35,000 that can be matched if we can raise $35,000. But another aspect of the, of the, um, the 35th year is there's a, a campaign within the development uh, program to uh, uh, ask people, some of the people who've been with us from the beginning or go back a long way with us over these 35 years to give $5,000 in honor of the 35th anniversary of the place. And uh, Lindsay's invited me to do some of the heavy lifting, making some of those calls. And uh, the thing that has been, and it is hard work, I mean, uh, um, one of the things about Richmond Hill, we're not a membership organization. You know, people have come and gone through here and all of this and have been touched in different ways by the ministry. But we're not a member. We, don't, we have no base that we can basically rely on or, or say, hey, we've got a particular need and uh, you're a member here and uh, we can call on that uh, responsibility. But I've had these amazing conversations with people who've been touched by the ministry in different ways over the last 35 years. 
different things that have happened to them. And it really has enriched me. I, I, you forget, you know, when you're caught up in the moment and you're dreaming about the future, about how much this place has meant to people, you know, over the years at different times in their lives when they came here to uh, just be, or on a bad day, take a walk in the garden, um, have spiritual direction, or, or, or people learning about the history of spirituality through the, the Ruah program. And the, the different uh, initiatives and programs that we've had uh, over, over the years. Uh, seeing a vet uh, out there, I mean, one of the great programs you know, has been uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. And as I was reading the paper last night about that young Armstrong student that got killed, and we're wondering how many, I, I said, uh, I was wondering, I, I wonder if the vet knows that person, whether that person could have been in the program, what are the, uh, anyway. We touch the city in all kinds of different ways through the ministry that we do. And that, that's so important, it's touched lives for a long period of time. And to live out of that, to affirm that, to stay connected to that is really important. We also got to be careful not to get stuck in it, too. Uh, this isn't 35 years ago. The city's changed. The demands of ministry have changed. And we live in a different time. But we need to stay connected in, in, in ways with that, with that past. And we need to be stewards of, of that connection going forward. And then the future, there, there's so many exciting things about, about our future. Um, just in terms of hospitality, the success of the capital campaign has refurbished the whole place. I mean, if you come here to spend the day or the weekend or are here for a conference or you're a, an outside group or a church group and you come here, this place is great now. And, and one of the great, amazing new aspects is the deck. It always felt like the, it was a little bit claustrophobic in there and there wasn't enough sunshine. But now you realize how, how bad it was. I mean, you know, because it's, because it's so much better. So much better now. So that's a, a, a wonderful piece. And, you know, the, whole, the discovery of, of in the tool shed, the new slave house, the, the, uh, the Judy project, you know, going forward. It has lots of, lots of potential. And that, that place... Uh, uh, in my view, as a, as a place of confession, of lament, uh, of reconciliation, a, a, a spiritual place where people can spend time or learn more about uh, what happened in Richmond or on this site as uh, Pam continues to do important research to find different parts of that, uh, of that history. So there, there's some bright things out there. We're, we're, the walls are being done and refurbished and, and all of that. They're an unlimited, and then they're all the demands or the, the opportunities that, uh, that come to us. I see we're sponsoring uh, um, this big citywide clergy thing. Uh, we're one of the co-sponsors on, on a racial summit uh, that's going to happen in a couple of weeks. And uh, both, both our pastors are, are on, that, uh, on that committee. Um, I mean, what can be more important than that? But the, the thing is about... Uh, so that's the future.
we got the past, we got the future. We've got to be careful as we move into the future that we don't move too fast or, or too quickly or in ways that disconnect us. We need to be prayerful and discerning about how we can bring our past into that future. But it's the stewardship of the present that I'm, I'm really most concerned about. Moving from that past uh, to the future. I, I think one of the one of the things is uh, we need to rebuild. We, we need to pay attention to things in the moment and be careful about trying to take on too much now because the priority in the present moment needs to be to rebuild, to rebuild this community, for residents to move in here. I mean, we need more people to carry the load. And what I worry about, too, is uh, because... Um, people are trying to put a good face on it, that uh, they're going to burn themselves out, trying to do way, way, way too much. Also, I think it's really important for the pastoral leadership to just get established, to take some deep breaths and to pray and get out into the community and become known. Uh, take the pressure off some of the programming, jumping into all, all this other kind of stuff. Because the, the most important thing is building this present moment and praying in our future. I mean, we can get distracted by trying to do too many things with too few people. So the stewardship of this present moment is crucial. As I said, uh, stewardship's messy. Uh, but we have choices to make. And trying to be prayerful about that, trying to discern what it is that God is calling Richmond Hill to be now. And do we have the people and the resources to do this or to do that? Focusing on what will help us move into a bright future is important. And the challenge is trying to build that present because if we don't have ministry that's strong and thoroughgoing right here and right now, we're not building that right here and not now. We're not going to get to that future the way we want to get there. But you've got to also remember, we may have some plans for the future, but God may have a different idea about what, what actually needs to happen. But taking it carefully and step by step is, uh, is important. So I'm honored to be uh, asked, um, as a person who's had a long history around here, uh, to speak on the time when the leadership make their covenant. Uh, this really is a very, very important time, and uh, it's going to demand every, every bit of us to, to do what we can to, to build in this present moment to bring that past forward and to move into a future that, that God wants for us, affirming those values of healing, about uh, prayer, about, about uh, hospitality, racial reconciliation, and spiritual growth. We need to move forward. Um, may God give us the energy. May God give us a good spirit about it. May God give us a sense of humor. And uh, I tell you, I'm banking on the fact that whatever happens, as it worked out for the steward, 
that God will cut us some slack. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> if you need the words to this next song, it's 206. You know, 206. Join me in singing. Thank you.